Warning, what follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. About some events. Events? Yeah. Well, I'm on board for events. Mm-hmm. So this might be a little, what do we call it, slight fright? Slight fright, yes. But we'll see. This one could spiral out of control. Let's see. But we'll see what happens. All right, good. I like that. I like the um, the mystery in the air. Mm-hmm. On the evening of February 19th, 1994, uh, Gloria Ramirez began having some difficulty breathing, and she began uh, vomiting. All right, well, these events so far are bad. Yeah. Um, She was having trouble catching her breath and taking quick, short, quick breaths, all that. Not fun stuff. And uh, she began suffering from severe heart palpitations, erratic breathing, and was seemed to be in a state of confusion and panic. All right, uh, still bad. Yeah. Paramedics paramedics had her in the ambulance, and she was being rushed to Riverside General Hospital in Riverside, California. Okay. Uh, six weeks earlier, Ramirez had been diagnosed with late-stage cervical cancer. Okay. She was only 31 years old. And when she was being asked questions, uh, she would answer in incomplete or incoherent fragments of sentences. And she was brought into the hospital at approximately 8.15 p.m. and uh, brought into the emergency trauma room at the hospital. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So her, her night's doing real bad. She's not having a good night. No, it's nope. Less than great. <clears throat> the medical staff of the hospital uh, began working on Ramirez, and they injected her with a host of sedatives, a bunch of drugs, All right. uh, since she seemed to be having, like I said, she was almost in a panic. Not okay. Like she was... Breathing uncontrollably, yeah, heart palpitations, attack? yeah, okay. all that, okay. all that stuff. So she was given uh, a bunch of sedatives, including Valium, and a bunch of other things that I'm not aware of. Okay, I am not a doctor. No. And then she was also given lidocaine and some other drugs, as well, to try to ease her uh, irregular heartbeat. Okay. Uh, one of the nurses, I believe. It could have been a doctor. I didn't note that properly. A medical professional. Yeah, a medical professional. Yeah. Uh, began using uh, one of those 
bags with the mask on it. Okay. The yeah. Ambu bag is what it says here. Okay. Uh, so they place it on her face and they yeah. pump it. Nice. Pump the bladder on it to try to help her breathe. Yes. Assist and it, uh, you know, wasn't exactly taking. So we're still doing bad. She's doing bad. So she's responding poorly to all these drugs and the breathing apparatus. So the staff, uh, seeing her heartbeat is in a downward spiral. Yeah. Let's say. Uh, It's beating out of control. They decide to defibrillate her. So they try to stop her heart with electricity, calm it, like get a reset, basically. Yes. Uh, So they strip off her shirt, get the electrodes on her. And when they do this, it's at this point that they realize Ramirez's body seems to be coated in some sort of oily sheen. I don't like it. And then some also notice that she seemed to have a peculiar fruity or garlicky odor that they thought was coming from her mouth. No. Yeah. Like, if I could just, this, if I could sum this up, it all sounds real bad. Yeah, so she's got some sort of weird funk about her. So, uh, one of the registered nurses, Susan Kane, comes in, and she's supposed to draw blood for a blood analysis. Uh, Kane swabbed uh, her arm with rubbing alcohol, inserted a catheter, and then attached a syringe. Uh, so that's when things get even a little bit more crazy. Okay. The syringe starts to fill with her blood. And the nurse, Kane, noticed that there is a peculiar chemical smell to, to Gloria Ramirez's blood. Okay. Kane then hands the syringe to Welch. Uh, who was the other medical professional I was talking about earlier. Yeah. And uh, they leaned in closer to the dying woman to try to figure out where that odor was coming from. Welch sniffed the syringe, and she smelled something too. Uh, she, She said, I thought it would smell like chemotherapy the way the blood smells putrid when people are taking some of those drugs. Instead, she said it smelled like ammonia. Oh. She then passed the syringe to Julie Gorchinski, a medical resident, who noticed some bizarre manila-covered particles floating in the blood. Not good. No. Probably not it just supposed keeps, to. Seems like it keeps getting worse for her. Yeah. Uh, the doctor in charge was named Humberto Ochoa, and he also kind of was like, oh, those uh, particles probably not supposed to be in the blood. It's probably <laughs> it's, not. It's a good, Something seems off here. It's a good doctor thing to assess. That seems wrong. Yeah. So then, as they're making these observations, uh, Nurse Kane turns towards the door and her knees buckle. 
someone yells out catcher and uh umberto ochoa lunged for kane caught her and guided her limp body to the floor kane thought that her face had been burning and had fainted she was put on a gurney and taken from the trauma room well now now more people are having bad nights (laughs) yeah the bad nights are spreading yeah wow that's not great a lot of bad times are afoot this seems to be going poorly for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Then the medical resident, Gorchinsky, she began to feel queasy as well. She suddenly got lightheaded, and she ended up having to excuse herself and left the trauma room to recover at a desk outside. When she was outside sitting at this desk trying to recuperate, uh, another medical professional came up to her and... It was that trying to see if she was okay. Right. And before Gorjinsky could look up and respond, she slumped to the floor. What? That's fine, right? Yeah, it's everything's going a-okay. Yeah. Totally great. So we have two medical professionals down after looking at this woman's blood, basically. Huh. She was wheeled away. On a gurney as well. Um, she occasionally shook intermittently. And then she seemed to uh, be suffering from like some sort of apnea. She would stop breathing, take a few short breaths, and stop breathing again. <clears throat> Meanwhile, in the trauma room, we still have people trying to save this woman's life. I mean, it's absolute chaos right now. Then Welch... Remembered she heard someone scream out, and then she woke up on the floor, and she couldn't control the movement of her limbs. She seemed to be having some sort of seizure or spasms, I guess. Okay. But her limbs were just uncontrollably shaking and lashing out as she had passed out on the floor. Well, more good news. Three down. Several other staff members began to say that they felt ill. And at that point, hospital administration declared a internal emergency. Yeah, I was going to say, is this woman a bioweapon? Shut it down. Yeah. Shut her down. Ochoa ordered the staff to evacuate the emergency room and, and the patients to the parking lot outside the hospital. Oh, my God. That's a big deal. Yeah, that's like, that's, shit's bad. Okay, we need to leave. You know this place where you're at that we're going to make you better? Uh, it's not going to do that. Something bad is happening. Yeah, we need to get out in the parking lot. We need to lot. get out of here. We'll do what we can out there. Yeah. Bring all the extension cords. Hook uh-huh. up these machines. Get them out. Meanwhile, a few people stayed back and tried to desperately save Gloria Ramirez's life. Her blood pressure continued to tank, and her post was... Her pulse was growing fainter. Ochoa and three others repeatedly administered uh, defibrillation drugs, and they continued making efforts to stabilize Ramirez. And Glorious Ramirez succumbed to her untimely end at 8.50 p.m. that evening. All right. Okay. So a lot... A lot of craziness is happening. 
Well, yeah, we at least had a hat trick of medical professionals down. A woman eventually passes away. People have been evacuated from the hospital. Just the sight or smell of this woman's blood is causing mass chaos. Mm -hmm. All right. None of this seems normal. No. (laughs) Seems definitely uh, not your everyday affair at the hospital. So Gloria Ramirez is pronounced dead. Okay. Uh, They moved her body to an isolation room. And, um, yeah, they isolate it because, like you said, something's causing problems here, and it seems to be this body. Yep. Um, In the parking lot, hospital staff is continuing to try to treat patients and now colleagues. The Because there was a concern that this... Uh, what did you say, a bioweapon? Yes. There was concerns that there was some sort of noxious chemical in the hospital. Uh, people were being stripped to their underwear, and they were taking, bundling those into plastic bags. Oh, my God. Uh, at, for examination to try to figure out what was going on. Sure. It's a good play. Some of the nurses and such that were in the room continued to experience tremors and apnea. Uh that Nurse Kane uh, still said that her face burned and her arms and legs were still kicking uncontrollably. Um, another nurse, Sa- Sally Balderas, went back inside to help move Ramirez's body to the isolation room, where when she got into the room, she began retching and felt a burning sensation on her skin. Oh my God. She eventually was also placed on a gurney because she was, you know, just having that bad of a time that she yeah, couldn't. Yeah. It sucks. Out of the 37 emergency room staff members, 23 out of them experienced symptoms. Five ended up being hospitalized. That's, that's not good. You worked there. <laughs> no. That's bad. Yeah. How many? You said 27? Yeah, 23 out of 37. 23, okay, sorry. Over half. Yeah, that's a large number. Um, so whatever this was, it has quite a reach, whatever's going on here. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Balderas uh, continued to endure bouts of apnea, and she was she ended up spending 10 days in the hospital where this was still witnessed and oh my God. documented. Um, Gorchinsky fell the most severely ill and and ended up staying two whole weeks in intensive care. Jesus. Where in addition to bouts of apnea, she suffered from hepatitis, pancreatitis, avascular necrosis, which is a condition where the bone tissue is starved of blood and your bones begin to die. Bone death. Bone death. Avascular necrosis. And these are all things that just kicked in after, after this event? being exposed this to exposure. Gloria Ramirez. Oh, my uh, God. She ended up having to use crutches for months, and it basically ruined her knees because it, it, it focused the vascular okay. necrosis, kind of right. hit her in the knees. Okay. Bone death? Yeah. Huh. Um, Still bad. So, around 11 p.m. that evening, yeah, 
uh, hazmat team shows up. It just keeps escalating. Yeah. So when, what else are they supposed to do? Well, what do you do at that right. point? Math. Like people are dropping. Right. And <laughs> like we need their to get bones some, are dying. Yeah, can someone get in here, please? There's bone dying going on. Uh, so the hazmat team starts searching for the cause of what's happening. Uh, they start examining the emergency room, the trauma room. They're searching for noxious chemicals. I think they end up taking. Yeah, they end up taking all the clothes and everything from everybody to examine. Um, I get a little confused on this because I don't know if it's the hazmats or if they send in doctors again. Okay. But like sealed up this time. Okay. So I would just assume it's the hazmat team. Got it. Hazmat team doing it, but they go in and they examine the body and they take blood samples, tissue, air from the bag that they sealed the body in, mm-hmm. and, yeah. They take all that. Yeah. And that's about it. Okay. Okay. So what do they do about that? What are we doing here? Uh, I think it was two weeks later, they just declared Gloria Ramirez had died from natural causes. Or not natural causes. She had died from her cervical cancer complications. Okay. So, that's the story. Yeah. But there's a lot to kind of unpack here. Yeah. I mean, I just kind of, <laughs> I just kind of buckled up and went along for a ride. Yeah. And I didn't know where we were going. Because it seems like consistently it's a very bad time. Mm-hmm. It's nonstop chaos. It sounds like it. You can picture it in your head just by re- reading... You know, by you giving, giving me that description, mm-hmm. this is happening, this is happening. They're trying to save a person as they're trying to rush everybody out of the hospital. People are just falling over because they can't stand. Nurses are dropping. They're just plummeting to the ground. Doctors are running over to try and catch them as they fall. Yep. It is like a bomb went off. Yeah. Great. So, yeah. And then ultimately they just say, oh, well, it was natural causes or not natural causes. It was her medical right. complication from her, her from her, her cervical cancer. cancer disease. Yeah. So, does that sound like a normal complication of cancer? I mean, we've established that you are not a doctor. I would just like to go on record and say I am also not a doctor. Yeah. So, based on my non-doctor knowledge, it does still seem abnormal that this would happen. Seems a little odd. Yeah, it seems not what you would expect from anything that. We are not medical professionals. That's true. So there's a lot of other stuff that we can talk about here. Okay. Uh, The. Well. Let's just start with some theories. I can't wait. Uh, They kind of go all over the place. I can't imagine why. Yeah, so you have a woman that's brought into a hospital. Yeah. Has an oily sheen on her. Mm-hmm. And that's weird. It is. Oily sheen. That's not just sweaty. Like, you like feel a like... Coating. Uh, yeah, you think that these people have seen sweaty people before. Right. Again, maybe not. I don't know. It almost seems like some kind of like... um, Just some kind of... Not liquid, but like a... Some viscous material. Is that a word? Yeah. Okay. Then 
Where I get a little bit mixed up in this story is when is she first started giving, been given drugs. Okay. And I couldn't tell if like the paramedics were doing it or if they were just keeping her stable enough to get her to the hospital and then the doctors administered him. I think that's more what happened. Okay. They were just getting her there as quickly as they could. Right. Uh, But some accounts did seem to say that they had taken blood in the hot in the ambulance too they may have and so uh, that's where it gets kind of weird because yeah. the ambulance people didn't have any issue with the blood from what you can tell yeah it wasn't until she was in the hospital i wonder were they not but again we don't again theories yeah were they not exposed long enough maybe to her or I mean, I don't know how quick, but it doesn't. I mean, from the time she gets into the ER to the time she's pronounced dead, yeah, what's thirty-five minutes? Oh my god! Yeah, that's why it's nonstop chaos. That is nonstop chaos. Like everything happens. Yeah. All right. So that alters kind of how I was perceiving it. I just imagine it was like over like an hour, hour and a half. If you, I mean, maybe I didn't catch the. uh, when she got in the hospital. But yeah, I did not expect a half 8. hour. 8.15 to 8.50. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. All right. So then she's also got that weird fruity garlic odor uh-huh. coming from her body or what they th- thought was her mouth. Okay. That's weird. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Well, she ate a bunch of... Apples and garlic Likewise. or something. Yeah, I couldn't even... I mean, I would just be guessing things, and at this point, I might as well just be making things up. Right. So that's pretty strange. Yeah. Then, when her blood is drawn... Yeah. There's manila crystals. Yeah. Manila-colored crystals floating yeah. in her blood. That feels, like, bad. Your blood's not supposed to crystallize. I feel comfortable saying that even as a, not a doctor. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with your instinct here. Yeah. Crystal blood is not what you should have inside of you. I don't think so. I'm not a medical professional. But it seems like you're going to have a bad time if your blood's crystallizing. Yeah, it totally feels like a, you know, a drag to have crystals in your blood. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's probably painful. Yeah, so then you have... Then from outside of that, like those are all weird things that are internal to Gloria Ramirez. Yes. Right? But then you have all the chemical smells and things like that coming off of her. But that, I mean, it's coming from her, from what we can tell. But it's affecting all these other people. And she's already having a bad time. Yes. Now everybody's having a bad time. Yes. So what is what could that be? Like you said, a bioweapon, toxic gas. It's all I'm picturing. Or Nothing some, that should be coming out of your body, though. No. Mm-hmm. Or like some, you know, cloud of some kind of, I mean, what else would, like some airborne virus? Like, what is that? I don't know. So, it's still, to this day, kind of unsolved. And we can get into that a little bit. Sure. I mean, we're already kind of getting into it. We're into it. Yeah, we're in it now. I mean, we're into this 35 minutes of hell. 
Yeah, I think there, there's some, all sorts of different theories. Some are better than others. Some are more out there than others. Some fit our show a little bit better than others. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like... Go on. Some people think she was abducted. Okay. And this is some sort of side effect of... Yeah, I can see why people would want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. It's definitely got some weird stuff where you're like, maybe aliens. I mean... What's the oily sheen? <laughs> right? Yeah. So, there's that. Uh, then there's also... Um, a bunch of stuff related to her medical kind of history um, with <clears throat> her being recently diagnosed with late stage uh, cervical cancer. Uh-huh. Um, she was believed to be in some sort of pain and prob- possibly self-medicating at home, which... Um, they kind of theorized she might have been taking self-administering dimethyl sulfoxide. What does that do? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> not a doctor fair. or that's a chemist. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> well, that's why I'm asking the question. I don't know either. Uh, I'm sure it doesn't make you a poison weapon to all the hospital staff trying to save you. No, I don't know. I'm doing a quick... Look on Wikipedia here. Sure. And I don't know what it does. Or how you take it. Here we go. Medical side. It's an anti-inflammatory. It can be used as a topical analgesic, which is a painkiller, uh, or an ac- antioxidant. Okay. So, makes sense if that was the case. But then... They think that somehow the dimethyl sulfoxide converted into dimethyl sulfate, which is an extremely poisonous and highly carcinogenic gas or toxin, I should say. Okay. It's been kind of endorsed as by the coroner from the hospital as the leading theory, but it's still kind of a huge debate in the scientific community on how still kind of a leap like it's yeah it seems like it's a pretty big leap like so possible yes yeah. but unlikely they're thinking it was just some kind of reaction with that that turned it into the gas then it spread from her body and got everybody sick yeah that's kind of what they're getting at and i can feel that but again the question is okay how mm-hmm. how would it have happened with inside of her body right yeah and then where do the crystals come from, too? I think they... I'm trying to find that. <clears throat> yeah, I'd be curious to hear what guesses that in, that entails. Oh, by the way, this can make crystals form in your blood. Oh. Well, then this isn't, isn't that interesting? Yeah, here... Um, so here, let me back up a little bit. Sure. So we got the dimethyl sulfoxide. Okay. Um, which is... Used as a home remedy for pain. It supposedly has a garlic-like taste, or users of it report that it has a garlic-like taste as well. I mean, that seems to be tracking. Mm-hmm. 
It can, it's sold in gel form in hardware stores. Okay. Well, um, that probably shouldn't go inside your body then. No. And then somehow that has the ability to um, somehow justify the oily sheen on her too. Okay. Okay, I'm going to read this to you from uh, discovermagazine.com article uh, called Analysis of a Toxic Death. Oh, my God. All right. And so this is breaking down some of the chemicals that were found in her body. And so we get to the dimethyl sulfone. Uh, the guy that was examining said it was either trivial or important. Good. Uh, unsure. Methyl sulfone is a molecule composed of one sulfur atom, two carbons, six hydrogens, and two oxygens. It is manufactured as an industrial solvent, but is also sometimes produced naturally in our bodies from amino acids that contain sulfur. Broken down by the liver, dimethyl sulfone has a half-life in the body of less than three days. So healthy people never measure, never have measurable amounts in their system. But Gloria Ramirez's blood had tish, and tissues there is a hefty concentration of tens of micrograms per milliliter, about three times higher than the codeine in the samples. At this point in the mystery, the only unusual things we're seeing is dimethyl sulfone, says uh, Anderson. But dimethyl sulfone itself couldn't knock out an emergency room. No. So when he flew to Riverside on April 12th, 12th, 12th. It's all good. 12th, to brief the coroner, his conclusion was that he had found nothing that looked like a poison. He recalled some anxious questioning by the coroner's office in hopes of a smoking gun, but he had, he insisted it appeared Ramirez had simply taken a lot of codeine and Tylenol, which in large sustained doses can damage the liver. He also highlighted findings that intrigued him. The amine that might have caused the ammonia-like order than nicotinamide, and the dimethyl sulfone. There clearly was something unusual going on, but nothing that should have resulted in Ramirez's death or the emergency room symptoms. And that's the kicker, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What spreads it to other people to make it be like this roaming plague? Yeah. So this actually goes on for a long time. Sure. Um, she. That was in February... 19th that she died okay Uh, they did multiple autopsies on her i can imagine yeah Uh, they ended up all being pretty inconclusive just all these tests and all the doctors just kind of shrug their shoulders like i don't know man Mm -hmm. At, at a certain point it was said to be mass hysteria because most okay. of the people that fell ill or suffered any consequences from being near the body, uh-huh. they were all mostly women, so oh, they're just being hysterical. They're that's a nice thing to just figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to, to just assume. Yeah, that lady that's knees died. Yeah, she's like she's phony. Just because you're a girl. Yeah, just <laughs> just your girl brain playing tricks on your knees. Yeah, no, my bones were dying. Yeah, so phony. That, so that's pretty easily written off. Oh as, God, uh, it's not mass hysteria. There was like actual, like 
multiple people were hospitalized. Can you just imagine that doctor? He's like, it's because they're women. Yes. <laughs> sir. <laughs> Dr. Jefferson, sir. They're girls. What'd you expect? Oh, my God. Not all of them, though. But most of them. So, yeah, that's a pretty silly. <laughs> that guy's like, I've seen enough here. It's because they're women. Like, oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Can I do any more tests? Nah, case closed. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's pretty easily dismissed because, I mean, there's a document that these people are hospitalized from this stuff. Right. So. They're just milking it. They're good actors. Yeah. Get out of here, man. They just wanted the day off. Yeah. They just want, yeah. The whole ER staff was like, oh, this is our opportunity to try to get a week off. Yeah. And then they were like, yeah, well, they're going to spend a week off in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, do you want to get out of bed and help us with this shift? We're a little understaffed. No, I'm still sick. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll just watch TV here. Yeah. My knees really hurt. We only get three channels. That's all I want. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, things just don't add up. No. This is a mess. Yeah. And not like the fun mess that involves chasing a monster through the woods. No. This is a mess where it's just a disaster. So here's another thing. Uh, the even though the DMSO, like they, like that could explain the garlicky smell and the oily sheen. Yeah. Um, her. Her family denied that she was using any of it uh, before her death, and if she did, it was just for pain. It would have, and it would have been far from unusual. Apparently, two thirds of cancer patients. Uh, use some sort of unprescribed home remedy. So, I mean, that makes sense. So, at some point, they they had a vial of uh, solution crammed with dimethyl sulfone to, and they cooled it to room temperature. Okay. Uh, and when they did that, uh, white crystals began to form in it. Oh, so in real blood that may have uh, explained the Manila color. Okay. Which Manila is a weird color to me because I just think of Manila envelopes. Is that really just just a color? I think so. It's fine. Let's look at Manila. It's important. So then we need to get to how did it convert to dimethyl sulfate, right? Which is the right. gas that is causing all of these, this problem. Yeah, everything seems to hinge on that. Yeah, that's just, it's just a color. It's just a color, Manila. Just a color. Uh, so the... It's hypothesized that when Susan Cain drew the blood in the hospital, yes. the cool temperature had slowed the breakdown of the dimethyl sulfate. Um, they're causing uh, some of it, some amounts of it to build up in the syringe and become vaporized out of the blood. This is what poisoned the emergency room staff. But dimethyl sulfate doesn't vaporize easily. Its boiling point is 370 degrees. Another, nevertheless, 
how, some how is... fraction will still vaporize at room temperature. Okay. According to some of the to Grant and other chemists. Okay. All right. How high was this woman's fever? I don't think it was that high. Uh, several organic th- chemists have scoffed at the step-by-step change of DMSO into airborne dimethyl sulfate. Pretty skeptical, skeptical says Hans Reich, an organic ke- chemist at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. I've used it as a solvent up to 300 degrees, he says. <laughs> so, somebody, they're saying it, it doesn't make sense, right? Right. I like his, he's like, kind of skeptical, guys. Yeah. So, we got that. When there's always a, a healthy dose of, like, this normally doesn't happen, but nothing's impossible. This shouldn't happen, but nothing's impossible. And they just ran with it. Yeah, they're like, ah, because, like, what's the closest thing that can make this make sense? This. Yeah, but that probably wouldn't have happened. But could it have? Ah. It seems like the stars had to align, you know. Right, perfect scenario. Yeah. All the elements had to be lined up precisely. So, would you like to elaborate on any more alien theories? Would I like to? Yeah, I mean, you could. I'd like to indulge in them, sure. I'd like to see what they... I'd like to see the um, you know, the evidence, perhaps, or what encourages people to pursue this route. Well, I think there's plenty of UFO abduction stories where people remember being, like, bathed or covered in some sort of sex gel. I think you talked about that at one point. Uh, well, I don't... <laughs> I mean, I may have well have talked about the sex gel. Yeah. I mean... Who doesn't want to talk about the sex, Joe? Uh, That's how you do it, man. You have to embrace their culture, I guess. Sure. Quite possibly. Mr. Boaz certainly did. Yeah. But, so like I said, this is still unsolved. Yeah. But there is a certain theory that is way less exciting. Okay. Still horrifying. Okay. But um, when I first started reading about this, it's, yeah. like a, it's a wild encounter yes. like with in just a hospital room for all this shit to happen. Yeah, of course. But then when you start diving into it a little bit more and more, you know, you're like, well, okay. Something's up here. Yeah. And it's not it's weird. Yeah. But then you kind of find the one where you're like, this seems like it makes the most sense. Okay. There's no pr- no proof in it at all. Right. And it's just kind of a bummer, really. But What's then there's other way you can argue against it too. Like, yeah. I'll you'll be able to poke holes okay. through what I'm saying too. Sure, let's but, yeah, sure. But let's let's just talk about this Please. a little bit. This is the most likely one or the one that's in seems my opinion, it seems to be the most likely. Okay. And it's still pretty unlikely. Okay. But you know, something something had to have happened here. And yeah, it's like these things maybe or you know yeah. again, if the stars aligned in the right way and all these temperatures and chemicals and Yeah. Everything just clicked into place, this woman became a toxic bomb. Yeah, so from 1988 to 1997, over a 1,000 meth labs were shut down in Riverside County. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, They were just all over town, basically. Sounds like it. There was one shut down in a daycare center, one shut down in the home of a middle school teacher. Well, yeah. Years before uh, Gloria Ramirez died, uh, there was a medical center in Denver, Colorado, 
that was a meth lab in, or shut down as a meth lab in 1990. So, okay, the theory behind this yes. is meth fumes, meth fume exposure. Uh, we can look into the chemicals a little bit more Sure. after I kind of get this out. Um, but they tip, tend to have an ammonia or sewer-like smell. And it's kind of theorized that in this hospital, so meth started getting, you know, busted. Like yeah. people were trying to shut down meth labs, still are. Yeah. Um, but it was really kind of cracking down, <clears throat> you know, with the war on drugs getting oh, yeah. rolling. Yeah, it is. But. Yeah, especially so, then, that's like the height. So meth cookers. Uh, yeah. began adapting, and they were taking steps in the process. Okay. So you would do a process of it here, and then you would move that to a different location and, you know, wherever it was easy to easier to get done. Well, in a hospital, a lot of the stuff that goes into meth is easily acquired, uh, yeah. ordered, because there's no, you know, I can't. What is it, Sudafed? I can't go to the store and buy so much Sudafed. You can't. But the hospital, they can get all of it they want. Yeah, I they don't can, remember what is in it. They can load up on the Sudafed. Yeah, but they get all the stuff they want. So this theory kind of goes that somebody is in this hospital okay. running part of a meth operation. Okay. And they're transferring it. They're moving it out of the hospital in IV bags. So when they, or IV bags, I don't know if that's the right term. But, but that's what you mean, the bag connected to the IV? Yeah. Okay. And that's why when they hooked up something to her, Gloria Ramirez, they think that it was unintentionally a bag of meth stuff. Which. Horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. But then those ammonian smells that come off of her, yeah, they could be from meth or you know whatever right product the meth was chemicals at the time meth juice, meth gas, yeah, meth fumes. Um, the part of this that like there's a bunch of reasons you can punch holes in that, like the oily sheen. I don't know how that fits in any of this other stuff. You can punch holes in this theory a lot. The part that makes me go, hmm, that is weird, is the way that the hospital handled everything after this. Okay. The hospital ended up basically doing an autopsy, not releasing any of the info so much. Okay. And then having another autopsy done weeks later and... Uh, Gloria Ramirez's body was basically just left to decompose oh. while they were trying to figure out what oh. the problem was. Okay. And they ended up, I think it was nine or ten weeks by the time they released her body to the family. And the family at this point wanted to get their own autopsy done because they weren't buying any of the shit the hospital was telling them. Yeah, fair point, yeah. And then when their medical or the practitioner, their autopsy 
received the remains, they were decomposing. Uh, the heart was missing, and all the internal organs were in the chest cavity, which I guess is kind of normal for a autopsy, but they were all, like, s- there was remnants of fecal matter all over them and stuff. Okay. And then before they had even released the body, the hospital tried to sue the Ramirez family. I don't remember on what grounds because they ended up dropping it, but it just seemed like a way to delay the body until it like... Hide the evidence? Yeah, decompose enough that the evidence was gone. Yeah. So it seems like something was discovered and covered up. Even her... I don't remember if it was her brother or brother-in-law. Or, it was a family member, though, said, like, we want the autopsy done because we think the hospital knows exactly how she died, and they're just not, they don't want us to know. <sighs> well, that's... Bureaucracy. Depressing. Yeah, the bureaucracy. Covering, covering up. Yeah, covering your own ass. Yeah. Hiding the truth. So that's what leads me to think that this one is the most credible. Uh, because the hospital also had uh, past issues, too. Like Okay. It was years before this happened. It was... Um, it had trouble with sewer gas getting into the building. Gross. And they had to, like, evacuate the ER beforehand. Okay. Um, then, like, a couple weeks earlier, before Gloria Ramirez died, some other cancer patient ended up having... He, like, left his room... Because I think he said his skin was burning. I didn't save that art part of the article. Uh, but he had to leave his room because it smelled and something was bad was happening. Okay. And this happened just a couple weeks prior. Okay. So, again, maybe something's lingering. Somebody's doing something. Right. But this hospital's had issues. It's also in, like I said, a thousand meth labs were shut down in this county. I mean, that's from 19 in less than a 10 year period. And the police said that there was probably d- double that or yeah, that was only half of them. Cause I'm also not a, a DEA operative or a police officer right? who does, who busts meth labs on a daily basis or monthly basis. That does seem like a significant number of meth labs for in one county? county for one county to have. That's like a chain. Yeah. That's like, you know, there's a, not a thousand of anything in this county. No, that's true. Except people. There are thousands of people. <laughs> but like... <laughs> that is a thing there is In this county, of. there's not like a thousand Casey's. Right, a thousand like, McDonald's, yeah, right. Like, a thousand... A thousand meth labs? That's so yeah. many meth labs. There's got to be a meth lab on every corner. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's their, that's their, that was their, their motto when they started their business. Welcome to Riverside. Yeah, meth lab in every corner. <laughs> yeah. Come get your meth. So, I don't know. It's a very weird story. It's craziness. When stuff like that with the weird releasing of hospital information, you know, like, obviously, I'm, a lot of people I'm going to, you know, depending on the conspiracy you choose to believe in. But that's reasons why it lets conspiracies flourish. What really happened? Yeah. How do we know? It looks like they're kind of hiding something. Boom. Conspiracy. Yeah. Done. What was it? Who knows? Yeah. It's unsolved still. Yeah. It's all just thoughts. I mean, the alien thing is just as viable, really. Yeah. Is there any specifics to that alien theory that are standing out? They just say aliens, basically. Just aliens. Okay, fair. Yeah. Aliens, guys. Could be. 
There's no evidence not that there wasn't aliens. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, like I said, I've I've read this a bunch of stuff on this. I could read more in depth on it for sure. Still, right, and I could continue poking holes in it, and yeah. probably just get better and better at poking holes in all these things. But the one that seems to carry the most weight, in my opinion, is the bureaucratic cover up and of the meth lab. Yeah, well, and because they. D- they did end up settling on a lawsuit of some sort for the family, but it was so minimal. Um, I think they won like $350,000. Yeah. Which is a lot of money, but well, not back, for something like... Yeah, back then it would have been worth more. Well, and But still. And the life of a loved one is worth more than $350,000. Oh, 100%. I mean, that should be... Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, because like when they got her body back, like they couldn't even afford like uh, a burial. I mean, what the fuck, man? Yeah, they ended up like crowdsourcing it in nineteen ninety four. Just absolutely gross. Like, how much does do the value placed on human life at a place where you're supposed to be trying to save human lives to be that minimal is pretty gross. Yeah, I like this quote to kind of. Just, I don't know, draw, uh, to bring us to an end, I guess. Sure. Uh, the Michael Baden, 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 former chief medical examiner of New York City, said, uh, there's no way fumes can come out of a body and hurt people. That <laughs> idea went out with the dark ages. <sighs> this kind of thing gives death a bad name. Dead bodies don't make people sick. So. All right. He's, I mean... I'm, again, not a doctor. Also not a doctor. But that makes sense to me. The gas can just be released <laughs> from a... I mean, I've smelled some pretty bad gas before. <sighs> Never killed me, though. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, it's a lot to chew on. Because you want to have any more... You, you want to have some kind of answer, but you're not going to get it. Yeah. Well... Yeah, Gloria Ramirez had to. She was unemployed, mother of two children. Uh, and the other fucked up thing is this hospital had, it basically messed up years before, and it should have diagnosed her cancer up to, I think it was two years before. And they like missed a result on her pap smear and just didn't do anything about it. And so it had I mean, been treated just, at that time. That's just depressing. So it's just like this hospital was just out to get her. Dropping the ball. Yep. Maybe because they were a meth operation. Not saying that. But no. Not, but I'm just, not not saying you're just, that. You're just posing the question, which is always a thing you can do. Yep. But Matt, it just... Meth doesn't seem like that fun of a drug. I never, never dabbled. So, likewise, <laughs> I'm not a doctor, and I'm not a meth user. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere so, in between there. <laughs> somewhere in between. That's the spectrum of life. Yeah. <laughs> How close are you to being a meth a doctor or a On meth a scale user? Scale of meth user or doctor. <laughs> where are you at? Well, you know, just kind of. I don't know. In the middle. I, I guess. guess in the middle. I hope. <laughs> I guess. I. You know, 60, 40, maybe one way. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, toward doctor, hopefully, not the other way. Mm, well. Uh. But yeah, 
if uh, people got theories on this too, because there's there's plenty to read on this, because uh, people do analyze a lot of the chemical side of things and that a would bit be on the, the place bureaucratic look. conspiracy side of things too. God, there's a lot. When the bureaucratic stuff is just so easy to be like, yeah, they were up to something. Yeah, they're covering their. They didn't want to get sued. Human nature. They don't want to again covering their asses to save money. Mm-hmm. All about the money, mm-hmm. as opposed to someone's loved one and their actual fate. Yeah, which is fucked. But yeah, so that's again that one makes the most sense to me. If you've got an opinion on what makes the most sense to you, I'm yeah. Very interested to hear it. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. Uh, we're in for podcast at gmail.com. Uh, throw us an Instagram message or s- uh, contact us wherever you can find us. Mm-hmm. Leave us a review. You can pose your question there if you liked or your answer your, uh, your, or your suggestion, your hypothesis yeah. as to what's going on. We'd yeah. appreciate that. Um, you follow us on patreon.com slash we're in fear. Yep. Get into that stuff. But yeah, wherever you can contact us, let us know if you have an idea. Yeah. Of what caused this to happen. Yeah, and dude, if you can, leave us a review. They help quite a bit, so. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Yeah. What do you think? Stay safe and uh, I don't know. I don't, was, don't be I was, toxic. I was going to say, yeah, avoid becoming a human weapon. Yeah. And then have the hospital potentially cover up your actual fate. Maybe. Gross. Mm-hmm. But anyways... Stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky. <laughs> <laughs>